Mina Kimes, Woody Page, Courtney Cronin, David Dennis Jr., Steph Curry, the habitual mouthpiece tosser. I threw it pretty hard, but I didn't think it got into the stands or put anybody, you know, in danger. And the Cincinnati Bengals laying claim to we'll Kansas see City. Let's go around the horn. You like it? I love a good, yeah, baby, in the background. I, I love anybody who's, who's, who's punctuating it like that. Yeah, baby. We start with NFL news of the day. Carolina Panthers hiring Frank Reich as their new head coach. He replaces Steve Wilkes, who guided the Panthers to 6-6 six and six as interim after Matt Rule was fired. Trivia here. Who was the first quarterback to throw a touchdown pass in the Carolina Panthers history in 1995? Anyone? Anyone? Frank Reich. Frank Reich. There we go. It was an easy one, Woody. I heard you, Courtney, Dave. I'll give everybody a point for that. Mina oh. Kimes, what do you make of today's news? I have mixed feelings about it, Tony. Um, first, I'll start with the hire. Frank Reich is a very good football coach. I think he was given a raw deal in Indianapolis. He's very good at in-game decision-making. He's good at calling offense. And I think for a Carolina team that has a lot of young talent, but of course still needs an answer at the quarterback position, whether they go out and they draft one or bring in a quarterback, Reich is, I think, an excellent choice to shepherd that decision along. That said... Uh, this is yet another example in the alarming history in the NFL of not giving black head coaches a real shot. As you mentioned, Steve Wilkes took over as the interim coach and did a phenomenal job bringing this Panthers team, which started 1-4, and four, to the brink of winning the NFC South, beloved in the locker room. And, uh, you know, he himself has also, again, been given short tenures in the past with Arizona. Both of these things can be true at the same time, as is often the situation in the NFL, and I think it's very clear that's what happened in Carolina. Gordy Cronin. Yeah, and I don't see any way that Steve Wilkes is going to end up staying on staff in Carolina. I think he will end up going somewhere else. Hopefully, like Mina said, he'll get an opportunity to actually be a head coach more than just on an interim basis. But as it pertains to Frank Reich, they've got the ninth overall pick in this draft. They've got two second-round draft picks. They can get the quarterback position right because that has to be number one priority for Carolina in finding the franchise guy because you've got such a young core around the quarterback position, whether it's J.C. Horn on defense, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, DJ Moore. If you get the quarterback position right, that can be a team that goes, you know, effectively from worst to first and can be a very good team at that with Frank Wright calling the plays. Woody Page. Well, I'm very impressed with him. I think the job he did in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl with the quarterbacks there. Uh, Tony, you talked about him being the first uh, quarterback to throw a touchdown. He was the guy that had the biggest comeback uh, game in playoff history when he was with the Buffalo Bills. He knows about being quarterbacks, and the Panthers need somebody that's aware of quarterbacks because the last two years they've been last in QBR of their quarterbacks and also touchdown ratio. But I want to bring up Wilkes. Because of that disengagement there, he wasn't allowed, hasn't been allowed, to uh, interview for other jobs. And I think that's unfair to him that he was just sitting there in the, in this heyday where they weren't actually making a decision. But I do think they made a good choice. And at number nine, they could get Richardson, who might be the best quarterback available in the draft, in my opinion. Wow. All right. 
Anthony Richardson at number nine, Woody Page says, best quarterback event. Wow, David Dennis Jr., I'll bring you in here first. You can address that, I guess. But also Frank Reich, Indianapolis. Uh, excuse me, Frank Reich, Carolina. Yeah, I don't know about uh, Richardson as the best. I mean, C.J. Stroud is still in there. But like Courtney said, there is a chance for them to move up and get who they want. I, this is just part one. This is about what the Panthers can do uh, when they get a quarterback. And, and Reich needs that quarterback. He was 40-33-1 um, in Indianapolis and had a different starting quarterback uh, at, at the first week one every one of those seasons. So if they can get a quarterback, they can do something. But the back to the Wilkes thing, the Washington Post, again, is talking about these black coaches. And one of the things that they said in that story was that the interim head coaching position for black coaches is a dead-end job. And essentially, no matter how well you perform, you are not getting retained for the most part. And this is another example of that. Wilkes did a fantastic job, but he had a dead-end job from the beginning by being an interim coach. And Courtney Cronin back in. Anthony Richardson may be the best quarterback available at number nine, Woody, but I think regardless, Frank Reich has made a lot with quarterbacks of lesser stature. Let's not forget what he did with Carson Wentz, with Nick Foles, and I think he kind of got a mixed bag in Indianapolis. He wasn't expecting Andrew Luck to retire when he did in 2019, and he did all right. It wasn't great uh, the outcome-wise and record-wise with the quarterbacks he was dealing with after that, but I think get to Carolina, clean slate. This is the person you want guiding your franchise. Remember, maybe number one is available uh, in a trade or some sort of acquisition. Maybe. So this is the position Carolina finds himself. Frank Reich, head coach. We'll move on to another hiring today. News of the day from New York. It's offensive coordinator and reportedly 15 candidates interviewed and now official the decision is Nathaniel Hackett. OC. NYJ. He of the Broncos this season, Woody Page, you know it well. Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets, said you've got to be able to look past the recency bias or whatever you want to call it with Denver. He also said they're committed to bringing in a veteran quarterback but still working with Zach Wilson. So, Woody Page, this is a wheelhouse for you of some regard. You just saw him with Denver head coach. What do you think of offensive coordinator to the Jets, Nathaniel Hackett? Well, I'm sitting here for the blackboard uh, connecting the dots, Tony, and I'm not quite finished, but I think we all would agree that the reason why they're hiring Hackett is to get Aaron Rodgers. That's exactly what the Broncos did. They hired Hackett thinking that Aaron Rodgers could be available in the trade a year ago, and that didn't work out. I don't know why this makes any sense. Hackett was fired. The last time he called plays was in Jacksonville. He got fired in the middle of the season. He fired himself as offensive coordinator last year and let somebody else call the plays. Kubiak, I don't understand other than the Jets hoping, Woody Johnson says he'll make the payments to get Aaron Rodgers, that that's why they're bringing him in because he actually made Rodgers laugh when they were together in Green Bay. He never called the plays there. Courtney Cronin, I'll go to you now. I'm going to do some of my own dot connecting here because we heard what Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show that he would be willing to restructure, rework his deal at some point, which he would need to do. And the Packers aren't going to send him to Siberia. They're going to send him somewhere that will let him finish off his career as a winner, potentially contend for a championship. Now, I know we've made all the points about Nathaniel Hackett not calling plays in Green Bay, but let's connect some more dots here. What's the other hire that the Jets just made? 
that relates to this. Keith Carter, their new run game coordinator and offensive line coach, who was with Matt LaFleur in Tennessee before Matt LaFleur went up to Green Bay to become their head coach. So you're going to have an offense that has a ton of the same influence that we saw with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, a you know very good run game. You've got Brees Hall in the mix there, too. They're not going to put on everything on Rodgers' shoulders to have him you know have to compensate for Nathaniel Hackett in this circumstance. So I think it all works out. Well, you think out. this is about Aaron Rodgers? I guess is what you're saying. This hire is about Aaron Rodgers for the Jets. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. I think so, and I think it's just different than it was in uh, the last time around in Denver because Green Bay is running out of options here. It's not like anybody else is going to come in outside of the Jets and offer that big Daniel Hackett hired as offensive coordinator of the New York Jets today. What 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 is your read on that? Well, I hope it's about Aaron Rodgers because if not, you just hired an offensive coordinator who's never called an offense that's finished above 15th in offensive DVOA. That was the year the Jags made it to the AFC Championship, led, of course, by their elite defense. Um, Everybody's mentioned it. Didn't call the plays in Green Bay. Does have that connection to Rodgers, which will be, frankly, necessary if you do trade for Rodgers. But even trading for Rodgers is up for debate. Uh, You know, the, uh, I guess intelligence of trading one, two first-round picks for a guy on an enormous contract coming off of uh, not his best season, that's, I think, so somewhat debatable. So it's a big bet on that, and we'll see if it pays David out. Dennis Jr., you feel like I, you can't even contain yourself here. Nathaniel Hackett, OC of the Jets, please. The floor is yours. Well, uh, uh, clearly the Jets were not watching those uh, nationally televised games from last year where Nathaniel Hackett uh, was leading that Denver Broncos offense to 15.5 points per game and the worst uh, uh, third down conversion percentage in the league. Just Nathaniel Hackett is living the ultimate nepotism life, not just because of his dad being the coach, but because he's buddies with Aaron Rodgers. You just go to teams just because there's a prospect that Aaron Rodgers might get there. Like Mina said, if they don't get him, they're stuck with the guy who is in over his head as an offensive coordinator. What do you want a last word? Yes, I would just say you got to add to that that he, as I said, he fired himself, but he worked with Russell Wilson. How did that work out? It didn't at all. So now you're going to say he couldn't make it happen with Wilson, but he's going to make it with Rodgers when he hasn't called plays. Makes no sense. Again. One more story here. Burrowhead. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah, baby. Let that stick in your mind. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. That Bengals fans could be thinking that or saying that is one thing, that it's Mike Hilton and, and, you know, Eli Apple and other Bengals saying it. Wow. Burrowhead, Mina. What do you think of them doing that? Good idea or bad idea? I'm buying it. I love the swaggering identity of this Bengals okay. team, right. whether it's their cornerback tweeting or their incredibly quotable uh, quarterback was incredibly confident. He's right to be confident. They're going into this game having, of course, beaten the Chiefs three times. But watching the last time these teams played in December, they had their number on offense. And when I look ahead to this matchup, I think the Chiefs' defense is going to still struggle to stop Jamal David Chase. Dennis Jr., I'm all for it. Like, they're on the sideline. They're whooping the Bills. They know they're going to the next to the next round. They're excited. They're saying whatever comes to their mind, and they're celebrating. It's not like they went all week saying this, and make, sometimes we make too much of a deal of what players are saying in that moment. They're just happy that they're winning the game. Woody Page, you're shaking your head no. <laughs> You two guys are young fools. You have no idea. I once (laughs) called a visiting team in the playoffs, the Jaguars. Their coach got up after they beat the Broncos and showed on national TV my column. You really be careful about what you wish for. If you're going to do this, 
you got to be prepared for a crowd, a tailgating crowd, and a team that wants to just. Well, that happened to you, right? So, so, so that's Tom Coughlin. Read your column. You were making fun of the Jaguars. Tom Coughlin put it. Coughlin put it in front of the team, and then they beat Denver. Is that how? And you were banned yeah. in the city of Jacksonville for a period of time, yeah. no less than six months. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I agree with Coughlin there. Uh, Cronin, how about you? Well, let's not forget that Mike Hilton probably got the idea to say, hey, let's make a play on my quarterback's name in the stadium in Kansas City. Because after Joe Burrow hit Hayden Hurst to go up 14-0 in the divisional playoffs, Burrow comes off the field, yells, I'm him, which he claims he doesn't remember yelling. And he says it to Mike Hilton on the sidelines. So clearly, Mike Hilton thinks that, okay, he's feeling himself. I'm going to give him a little bit of payback here, too. I'm going to yell Burrowhead into the camera. We'll see you all there. Uh, Okay. All right. I'm with you. Times. There was a banned phrase, a banned word earlier in this segment about a defense that you get called up. And Woody Page, once again, banned from the city of Jacksonville. Uh, that happened in, in your left. Courtney Cronin, David Dennis Jr. in the lead, going into by herself. There are worse places to be banned from. I was banned from Jacksonville for a short period, too. That was for something else. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. It's always the mouthpiece for Steph Curry. Third time in his career ejected for throwing it. Warriors Grizzlies last night, wild ending. Steph tossed for tossing it. In frustration with Jordan Poole shooting a three with a minute left. So, no Steph in the clutch. Grizzlies tie it with six seconds left. There's an inbounds play a few plays later. Draymond Green calls up the baseline play, and Jordan Poole gets the game winner. Mm. After the win, video caught Warriors in the locker room tunnel. Loving it, celebrating with Poole playfully throwing his mouthpiece and then dapping up Steph Curry. Mina, what was this moment for the Warriors? It was a lucky one because if they had lost, that would have been a very tense locker room and we would have been talking about three guards, Curry, Poole, and the one in Curry's mouth. Instead, this became about four. 
Curry, Poole, DiVincenzo, and Green. Because once Steve Kerr went ultra, ultra small, the Warriors went on a 14-3 run, and we know how deadly they are in those types of lineups. Mm-hmm. David Dennis Jr. First, I'm going to give Steph one of those like eyeglass braces, but for his, his mouth guard, so you just it just attaches and you can't you can't throw it anywhere. Curry. I think that's going to keep him in. <laughs> in the game. But I, I think this game, if the Warriors write their season, they'll look at this as a disaster averted because all we will be talking about is if Stephen is unhappy with yeah. the with the roster and how people feel about Jordan Poole because that was a boneheaded shot. 14 seconds left on a resetted shot clock. One minute left, you're up. You do not take that shot and we would Whoa, all be all right. about So you're, you're agreeing with room. Steph here. It would have made you throw your mouthpiece, it sounds like. Woody Page, <laughs> yeah, I'll go to you. Don't take that shot. I'm shocked by what happened when he got thrown out of the game because I always thought David was his mouthpiece. And that would be the reason he'd be kicked out. <laughs> oh, Woody. Wow. All right. All right. Bravo. And on, bravo. And on, bravo. That is great line, Woody. On, on the game-winning play, Draymond Green drawing it up and Jordan Poole getting it. Do you think Poole having some fun with Steph in the tunnel means this is all water under the bridge and all's good for Golden State, Woody? Yeah, that you know that that franchise has players who gotta get into it with each other, and I think they get over it very quickly too. And it was a great play at the end because I thought they was headed for overtime without any problem. And CC. Yeah, I, you don't see Steph Curry this angry that often, so I'm buying that this was kind of a kick in the butt to the rest of the team because they're 12-13 and 13 in clutch time. And three times this week, they've blown second-half leads by double digits. They've lost two of those games. And there's a reason why they're the eight seed right now. They claim it's a lack of execution. Well, after Curry got ejected, they seemed to execute pretty right. well, especially right. on the out-of-bounds play. They hadn't practiced in months. Okay. You say we don't see this from Steph. This is the third time. He's been ejected. Throwing the mouthpiece is a thing for him. He shows his frustration that way. You guys have killed others in the past for showing frustration at games. All right, and at teammates, we move on. 76ers Nets, first head-to-head matchup between Embiid and Simmons, and Joel went right at Ben right away, posting him up. Simmons held up defensively. This game had 45 fouls and six technicals. It was a Harden show, a Seth Curry show, a Kyrie show, a chop crotch show, and no Simmons late for Brooklyn as usual. Sixers 137, Nets 133. Woody, what was the story of this game? Well, watching the game, I thought I'd rather be watching Harden Simmons University out of Abilene, Texas than Harden and Simmons because Simmons was not producing anything in the first half. I gave him a nickname watching the TV by myself, calling him Has Been Simmons because he just didn't throw the ball up there. Woody's working on material, guys. Where do we come down on it? I mean, defensively, he's there. Offensively, we know he's not, and you think it's a problem. I'd rather talk about Philadelphia. They've won 19 out of 23. They're really in the hunt right now. They're going to beat my Nuggets on Saturday afternoon. This is a team you got to be worried about. The Nets without KD is not Courtney Croner, what was this game about? Okay, we were all waiting about a year to see Embiid and Simmons go at it and you know create a bunch of drama, but this game was about players that were involved in the reworking of this roster, particularly James Harden. Let's not forget, he's averaging nearly 22 points a game, 11 assists, he's shooting 38% from three, he's closing out games. This is Houston James Harden, yet we're not talking about him as such because we're more concerned about all of the post-up moves that Joel Embiid had on Ben Simmons that didn't react, that didn't result to anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. David Dennis Jr., what was this game about? 
I'm going to agree with Woody Page, even though he's now banned from, from Davidson. I'm going to agree with him that this is about Ben Simmons and what he's going to do and not do. We saw the good Ben Simmons in the third quarter. He had 10 points. Right. He looked like right. himself. He was driving right. to the basket. Then the fourth quarter, he disappeared like he has been doing and has not did not even look at the basket even when he was in the paint and they could not they could not play him. This is about Ben Simmons and what he is not going to be able to do for that Brooklyn I mean squad. But that's a microcosm of the ben, ben Simmons experience this season. There's been flashes of the aggression, the actual attempts at shot making, and then there's halves where he disappears. And when you watch a team like the Nets, that actually I thought put up a pretty good performance without Kevin Durant, Nick Claxton, an actual superstar. It's evident that they need that good Ben Simmons to get over teams like this. Woody Page, David Dennis Jr., you guys went at each other. Mutual destruction situation. But I appreciate it. I'll be yeah. doing back-to-back tomorrow. I don't do back-to-back. No back-to-back for Woody. Or anybody back. from Denver, apparently. Cordy Crone and Mina Kime showdown next. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Damian Lillard, 60. A couple things about this. He's now third all-time in NBA history in career 60-point games. Only Wilt and Kobe have more. Last night, he tied Jordan and Harden with his fourth career. And in this one, he had the highest true shooting percentage in a 60-point game ever. He had 60 points on 21 of 29 shots and 10 free throw attempts. What's the most impressive part? Mina Kime, showdown to you. I mean, the most impressive thing is we're treating it like it's not that impressive. It's the end of the show. And I think this is in part because Lillard's done it so many times, but also because it's happened so many times in the NBA. This is the third time this season, which is amazing. Courtney Cronin. Yeah, second time this month he scored 50-plus points. And the fact that only nine of those 60 he dropped on Wednesday came from the free throw line is remarkable. Yeah, I, I, for me, it's the true shooting. It's, it's the efficiency he did it. We'll give the point to Courtney Cronin. Showdown two. Check this out. Last night. On the court, at Duquesne, a delivery guy. Bag of McDonald's in his hands. But it was a prank for social virality and for shows like us to talk about, I guess. Mm. Courtney, good prank or bad prank? Maybe I'm developing into, like, the get-off-my-lawn curmudgeon, but this is clout-chasing, and I don't find that funny. Mm, okay, Mita Kimes, how uh, about you? Look, good prank or bad I prank? I mean, if it's clout... If it's cloud chasing, go all in and start a business off of it. I've got some names. Post up mates, 
Huh? Space the cart, perhaps? Floor dash? What do you think? Wow, Mina Kimes. This is the first matchup ever between Cronin and Kimes. Kimes owns the matchup right now. One to nothing. Mina Kimes, 30 seconds of pace. Business opportunities. Okay, so uh, it's been reported right now on NFL Network that Sean Payton, the most desirable head coaching candidate, might not actually go back to coaching this year. Um, which, you know, they really need him on that pregame show. Not enough bodies. No, I, I kid. I love this for Payton because if there's not a great opportunity, why come back? And I frankly didn't think there were incredible opportunities this year. He can afford to sit this one out and then wait for another chance, maybe in Dallas? Well, Cowboys are firing half the assistants right now. Maybe that's still available in a week. Who knows? Dimes, mm. today's winner. We're on a 23 and a half hour break. We'll see you tomorrow around the horn. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 